It's not that verbal or sharing of a relationship. It's just this deep knowing and understanding. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters and some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chatting with Chickens and Other Wonderful Animals with me, Lindsay. I have to say, like almost all episodes, I'm really, really excited for today's episode, for these shares and experiences. They just hold such a special, special, special part in my heart. It's just truly magical. And so for today's episode, we're going to be journeying with Phineas, our beautiful, radiant, super special black cat. And so with Phineas, his story is quite fascinating. It's an interesting one, how he came to join our pack, our crew. So I'm trying to think of how long ago it was. Finn and his siblings and his mother were dropped off at my father-in-law's farm. And not surprisingly, this mom cat wasn't a barn cat. And when she was dropped off with her kittens, the barn spooked her and she took off. And that is how we inherited at, I think, three days old, six little kittens. (laughs) Oh man, oh man, was that ever a busy time in our lives. But it was also such a rewarding and heart-opening experience too, to connect with these beings at such a young age. They were really little light workers right from the beginning. Thankfully, with the wellness studio, this was like a savior. I was able to bring the kittens into the wellness studio with me every day. And so so wonderful because all the yogis or anybody coming in would help me feed them and take care of them. And then when they were done being fed and taken care of, I could move them into the heated yoga room. (laughs) They would all sleep. I just had this massive tote, and I would just tote these six kittens around everywhere with me. (laughs) It was quite the experience, but also it's so cool to see how people just light up when animals are around or that opportunity to nurture and nourish and care and connect it just it brings out other sides of people and it's it's really cool it helps stress melt away and yeah just a deeper deeper connection and love unfold 
And so it worked out extremely well too, because with everybody having such a connection to these kittens, it was really flawless when it came to finding them homes. And so the other thing that was a fascinating journey when we had these kittens, and I'm definitely going to be doing an episode on this too, because there's just, there's so much to share with this, is how both of our dogs showed up during this time. Raz was more playful. I have tons of videos of him playing with the kittens, which was super cool, where Herbert he inherited the name at the time Nanny Herb because he just oh he he just loved these kittens and you could feel it and see it with your whole heart i have pictures of them all laying with him on his dog bed he really stepped in to this big caregiver role And it was fascinating at the time because Herb was going through a bit of a funk for about a year before that. We weren't sure if it just was him aging or what was really unfolding there. And when these kittens came along, it's like a new purpose or a new part of him was just awakened within his heart. And we saw the the dog that we were used to. We saw that joy, that happiness unfold and come back within him. And so this was an interesting experience because my beautiful husband, Alex, isn't a big cat person. He has a huge appreciation for barn cats, but he never had an indoor cat growing up where I did. And so there was a bit of back and forth between the two of us around one of these cats staying with us versus all of them going. And for me, I just said to him, you know, I think if all of them are spoken for and find homes really easily, then that's the universe. That's what it's meant to be. However, if there's one that's standing out or no one's really picking, then I think that's also a sign too. But Let's be honest, I really, really wanted one of these beans to stay with our family because we bonded. We just bonded so much during that period of raising them. One of the other things that came forward too is I had to connect quite a bit with Herbert during the time when the kittens were at the age that they could go to their forever home, to their new families is Herbert really started showing some signs of stress when that was happening. And so I would take the time to connect with him and I would show him where the kittens were going. I would reassure him that they were beautiful homes and that these kittens would have great families that love them so, so, so much. I think this is what sealed the deal for my partner and us being able to have one of the cats stay with us is I was talking with Herb and I just was like, oh, buddy, you just really like these guys, don't you? And his response to me was, I don't like them. I love them. It just was like, oh, to the heart. Like you could just feel it. And I was like, oh, buddy. And that's when I said to Alex, babe, 
we got to keep one of these kittens because he's just so attached to them. And it was just a beautiful experience. That also helped Alex warm up to the idea as well. Finn became the biggest cuddler with Alex. And I was like, yes, buddy, win him over. (laughs) But it was awesome because during that time, I'd be taking pictures of the kittens as they were growing up so that people who were interested in them could get to know them a bit better. There was one that we had just for the time being named Dora. And I thought for sure she would maybe be the one that would stay with us. However, in hindsight, Finn would never let me take clear pictures of him. Anytime I would try to take a picture of him as a babe, it would be blurry. He would move. And he's the one who ended up staying with us. And him and I, we just have this bond that I haven't experienced before. And it's interesting. It's not that I love him more than my other animals or anything like that. We just have a deeper connection at the soul level. And I think all of our all of our relationships, whether it's human, whether it's animal, there's always a sacred contract there. You know, there's always this divine unfolding or underlying connection there. But there's just something different between Finn and I. And it's fascinating because Some of the animals, like we have more what would come across as like a verbal conversation or a really big sharing of feelings or visuals or that kind of thing. Where with Finn and I, we don't overly talk. It's not that verbal or sharing of a relationship. It's just this deep knowing and understanding. It's very profound. And I will cherish this relationship along with all of the others for my whole life. I know that that's true. And then one of the things, oh, again, one of those things in hindsight, when all of his siblings finally went to their new homes, the first evening when we went to bed, Finn jumped up. They were a little bigger. I didn't let them go to other homes until an older age. I did some research around that. So he still was a little bigger, but was still a kitten. But he just curled up on the top of my pillow right at the top of my head. And I was like, oh, that's cute. I'm sure this won't stay. And he just slept at the top of my head. Well, sure enough, that unfolded as just his place to sleep for most of the time. And that little kitten is now 21 pounds and is a giant black cat. (laughs) So I have to say, though, I did just get used to it. This is where I would maybe have flimsy boundaries, but I find it comforting. And it's really unique, too, because there's certain times where I'll go to bed and my mind will just be super busy, maybe just stuff with work or anything like that. And this cat will come up and he'll wrap around my cranium and start purring. And one of the things that's really cool about cats is they can actually do sound healing with their purr. So they can adjust the tone or vibration of their purr to match the resonance or vibration 
of what that situation is needing or what that being is needing. And it's so cool. Cats are cats are pretty cool. It's one of those things that as soon as he comes up and lays down and he starts purring, it's so soothing for me. When I journeyed back in September to Lucia's and did some additional training, just some things there that completely blew my mind. I was back at home after that training and there was just one night that my left brain, my analytical self was just all over the place and Finn just, while I was laying in bed, walked up my chest and I could hear him as he was walking up my chest and he's like, just let it go. Stop trying to figure these things out right now. Just release and surrender into what you experienced. And then he climbed up onto the pillow, wrapped most of his self around my left brain, and even put like his paws there and just started doing this loud purr. And I took a couple of deep breaths, thanked him, and then was able to fall asleep. But this being within my life has always been soothing. He's been such an anchor. And you can tell he just has this really cool cosmic or deeper connection with life. Like he's definitely one of my spiritual guides, I would say, within my life. And it's just a super cool relationship to experience. So one of the big shares that I have with Finn is an evening that I'll never forget because it unfolded the next chapter of my life for me. And so Finn Finn loves to bring me stuff. He is an indoor cat. I thought for sure this cat would be an indoor outdoor cat because I had those kittens outside all of the time. I just thought for sure it'd be a natural thing. I would even, once I just had Finn, I would take him for walks when I'd take the dogs for walks. He's even been in a combine with my husband when he's been harvesting. This cat as a kitten spent a lot of time outside, but as he got older, he has absolutely zero desire to go outside. Doesn't ever run for the door, loves sitting in the windowsill if the window's open, but has no desire to go outside. It's fascinating. However, he is a really good hunter. We are in an old farmhouse. He does find some things sometimes. Most of the time I think we're sleeping, but sometimes he will bring them to me, which is a journey within itself. So there was one evening that I was in bed. I think it was probably two o'clock in the morning. I could hear him growling and he came right to my side of the bed. Oh, I could just tell by the tone in his body language that he had caught something. And so I ended up following him into our walk-in closet and I turned the light on and he had a mouse in his mouth, but the mouse was still alive. And I've never, I've never caught him with something in his mouth and it's been passed away whenever he brings it up. It's something that's then still alive. And for me, if he's bringing me something that's still alive, my reaction to it is then to catch that animal and to release them 
That's just my own belief. I'm not going to sit there and watch that. If it happens when I'm sleeping, it happens when I'm sleeping. That's just where I stand with it. And so I was able to get the mouse out of his mouth. And I went downstairs to take the mouse outside. But before I put the mouse outside, just gave him a little look over. He looked really good, but I took a moment to give the mouse an energy medicine session. And once I was done that, I took the mouse out to the barn and then came back into the house. If you can surrender to just being up at that time, there's something really magical about the 2 a.m. to 5 or 6 a.m. time frame because there's really, unless you do shift work, there's really nothing else you need to do at that time. There's no other commitments. You're not going to get up and go into work at that time. If you can surrender to the fact that you're awake, it is a really beautiful time to meditate and connect or move through yoga practice. It just, it's a special, yeah, special energy that's available. And so I was awake at that point. And the other thing too is I was awake, but I could feel this information for me to stay present with versus to just try to go back to sleep. So I sat down and I started meditating. And all of a sudden, all of this information started coming my way and fast. And so I heard, get a notebook, get a notebook. And so I grabbed a notebook and I just started writing. I started writing, 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 writing as all of this information started just arriving in my consciousness. And during that time, during that experience, I received all of the information to unfold my workshop, Connecting with Animals. And not just a little bit of information, honestly, every single chapter for the manual, the exercises to take participants through, the animals were showing up with parts that they would really like to contribute. I received within I don't even know how much time. I think it was maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, all of the information to share the experience through my lens or the tools that came my way, how to connect with animals. And I've never experienced anything quite like that to that degree. And whether it was the cat, whether it was the mouse, whether it was a combination of the two working together to align me to receive that information, I don't know. But man, oh man, did it unfold something really, really, really special that I send so much gratitude into the universe for because, yeah, it unfolded my workshop which I couldn't have done it better if I would have even tried to just sit down and write it out. It just unfolded perfectly and it brought forward different things in my life that showed up when I needed it. One of the things was the use of a willow tree. And so when I was studying body talk, one of the courses I just absolutely loved was consciousness. So evaluating our belief systems, where they help us, where they hinder us. 
where those imbalances can be held. Super, super, just amazing training. But one of the things that that training shows us is within our minds, we often go, it's right or wrong. It's hot or cold. We have this one or the other. But what we don't realize is within that, there's just so many other options. There's so many other experiences. It isn't so left or right. And so for a perfect example of that, when you're looking at hot and cold, that really is dependent on the observer. So if someone growing up, say their hot water was quite muted, to them, warm water might be hot where to someone else, that might be warm. And so when it comes to us, when we're really getting stuck in our beliefs and our experiences, it's helpful to observe the full spectrum, especially when we're getting triggered. And so coming out of that workshop, I decided to do a meditation. And when I did this meditation, this willow tree just showed up. And so it was like my consciousness willow, you could say. And one of the things that's really cool with the willow is because their branches come down to the earth almost, they create almost like a full circle when you connect them into their roots. So it can link into that conscious subconscious or the masculine feminine, the yin and the yang. But it was a really magical space for me to explore consciousness. And then what would come forward if I was feeling really stuck or triggered with a belief system and feeling like maybe it's like this right and wrong consciousness. These glow bugs would appear and they would help me see different aspects along the spectrum versus this cut and dry, black and white experience. And so one of the things that came forward was the use of this consciousness willow that came to me years ago within this workshop. It felt so right and bringing that into the workshop and using that within the workshop feels amazing. So that's one of one of the numerous super spiritual unfoldings that have come my way while connecting to the super spiritual cat that we call Phineas or Finn and all that he has so far shown up to share with us in this lifetime. It's so funny too, because when we run the workshop and people are here, all of the animals, like the chickens, the donkeys, the sheep, Raz, Walt, they're all so excited and open to engage and share and teach. It's really cool to experience where Finn's just like, nope, He's in the house, he's doing his thing, and he really, he'll connect with some people one-on-one, but most of the time he just hisses and runs away. He has no desire to be the people person or the people animal. He's more one-on-one, which I'm totally okay with. I call him the administrator versus the teacher or just my private teacher. It's pretty cool. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this share. It's it's one that's really near and dear to my heart, really special. And as with all of these episodes, I hope that as you listen, it just pokes some curiosity and opens up 
your heart and your mind and your awareness to the depths of where these relationships can journey when we take the time out of our busy day, out of our busy lives, to just go deeper with those beautiful souls that make up such a big part of it. Have a wonderful day. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. That they are not a diagnosis or are they applicable to all animals. More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them.